This is the Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Ryan Fitzpatrick should be in the Hall of Fame. Frank Gore should not be in the Hall of Fame, but Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> well done. should be in the Hall of Fame. You cannot tell the story of the NFL without Ryan Fitzpatrick. Today's guests, co-host of Good Morning Football, Peter Schrager, actor and producer Ashton Kutcher, co-host of Pardon the Interruption, Michael Wilbon, and now, it's Rich Eisen. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We've got a great three-hour program in store for you, as you just heard, uh, kicking off the show uh, uh, for our radio affiliates as well. And uh, NBC Sports Audio, Sirius XM Channel 211, Peter Schrager, Ashton Kutcher, Michael Wilbon, and uh, also joining us on this program, top of hour number two, head coach of Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers, here in this Lakers town. Of Los Angeles, California. <laughs> Head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers, Frank Vogel, will be joining us on this program. I wonder what Frank would say to that question. Well, it's a Lakers town. He knows it. <laughs> Kid, by the way, Mike Del Tufo, uh, good to see you, uh, good Chris Rockman, Mike hey, Del Tufo, TJ up, Jefferson, my social media grandmaster as well. Oh, uh, Frank Vogel from Wildwood, New Jersey. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah. Oh. Nice to spin down there a couple times. I so. tables and that. Now, now last Frank's in his late, Frank's, Frank's almost 50. Kate May. Is it possible that you, you spun oh, 100%. for Frank? Is it possible? <laughs> Is it possible that you DJ for Frank Vogel? By the way, there's lots of breaking sports stories to kick off this program with, but I don't think there's anything more Wild important. one of the greatest roller coasters on I the know. East Coast. Think about yeah. all this, Mike, uh, but also focus on the, uh, the yes. content of the program. Pay attention is what okay. you're saying. So, look, hey. Um, so, when 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 uh, Mitchell Trubisky is drafted and the Bears trade up a spot to draft Mitchell Trubisky, we did not know what Patrick Mahomes could be. We had a sense of what and who Deshaun Watson could be in this league. But we didn't know about Mahomes, okay? So uh, other teams uh, coveted, but uh, the Bears and Ryan Pace, the general manager, who the Bears took from the Saints organization, here we go. I mean, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's build. Let's, let's build championships in Chicago. They, they put their marker on Mitchell. He doesn't do very well. Head coach John Fox is not the guy that you, you know, uh, want to hook up to your quarterback, and it didn't help that Sean McVay comes in and turns Jared Goff like Rumpelstiltskin into gold, and and so they try to get their own guy, and they get uh, Matt Nagy from the Chiefs staff and puts him together, and we all know the story. Trubisky takes off, and Nagy wins coach of the year, and and then they could maybe even take a step further. They should have made the... Uh, divisional round to take on the Saints. Instead, it was the Eagles because of the double-doink field goal, so on and so forth. And sure enough, the Bears regress, and then they get, of all people, to help push Mitchell Trubisky, the quarterback who did advance due to the double-doink field goal in Nick Foles. And then last year, as we all know, despite a playoff appearance, still had the sense and feel around Chicago of what the hell are we doing here? Even with all of the Trubisky starts, and then let's yank him despite a winning record and put in foals, and they beat Brady, who holds up four fingers, and who knew that was just only a matter of time till 
Brady would be holding up seven fingers with a trophy in his hand and Foles gets hurt, go back to Trubisky, who plays pretty well, go higher register, and then a loss in the playoffs that we all saw coming. A sense that this is not going well and a sense that Trubisky's done and, you know, despite Mahomes' greatness and despite Deshaun Watson's greatness, let's cut our losses and let's figure out how to move forward. And the Bears say, yes, we agree on all that, but we're going to stick with the same general manager and coach and Bears fans will be going, all right, a little higher register <laughs> there. Maybe, you know, we'll see what they got going and Russell Wilson wants to play for us. When it's all said and done, Bears fans throughout this entire roller coaster ride, throughout this entire era of Mitchell Trubisky, figuring that it might not work and then seeing the writing on the wall that it's not working and now that it's finally done. At the end of that journey, did they see coming the quarterback? competition (laughs) to move forward (laughs) forward thinking looking into the 21st century did they see the quarterback competition of Nick Foles versus Andy Dalton coming I say no they did not based on the fact that Chicago Bears fandom all across this great football-loving nation of ours. Chicago Bears fandom around this globe of ours that we're all spinning on and loving as much football as we possibly can internationally. Certainly in the city of Chicago, based on the responses of all of them, taking a collective figurative dump (laughs) yesterday. (laughs) I will say conclusively, no, they did not see this one coming. They sensed it deep down, figuring out that the GM and the coach weren't the right mix and ownership wasn't pushing them enough. They sensed it. They sensed it would wind up with them wondering, what are we doing here? They sensed it. Now, two things based off of that. That's how we set this up. There's two paths to go. Here's the first one. They tried. For Russell Wilson. And that's what you're hearing. You're hearing it first blush from so many of my colleagues on the NFL media group. You're hearing it from other people in the sports news media. Boy, did they try for Russell Wilson. They sure tried. You're going to hear all sorts of rumors and all sorts of reports about how much they were willing to give up. We were joking all last week. It's going to take the water tower, the field museum. It's going to take about everything plus the kitchen sink and everything from the Blues Brothers to Dr. Richard Kimball's exposure of the RDU-90 gambit. All of it. It would take all of it and then some to make this thing happen. And you're hearing from my colleague, Ian Rapport, reporting this morning on Good Morning Football, whose co-host Peter Schrager is going to join us in 13 minutes' time to unpack this a little bit more. You, you, you heard from him that... Uh, In the state of North Dakota, again, this is like a Mad Lib that you keep on filling in proper names that you didn't see coming, like Andy Dalton in the state of North Dakota. 
Remember yesterday we had Albert Breer on the program and he said there was a big to-do when John Schneider, the general manager of the Seahawks, showed up at Josh Allen's pro day in 2018. What are you looking at him for? And you got Russell Wilson and that made a lot of the rumors about there's a rift between the Seahawks and Russell Wilson. That was all those rumblings that were underneath the surface that have now burst into full-fledged open light of day, NFL media light of day conversation that uh, that was a big to-do. And then as a... Albert Breer said, where was he last Friday? John Schneider was at Trey Lance's pro day in North Dakota. Looks like under the the darkness of North Dakota where the, well, look, I mean, Trey Lance is as, as hot a prospect as he, he is. is. Oh, yeah. You know, not oh, yeah. everybody, the national media is not schlepping to North Dakota in the same way that they did to Clemson pro day or that no. they'll do to Ohio State pro day. Great way to just basically show up and just say, hey, uh, do you want to cough up Russell Wilson? How about you and I have a little sit down, Ryan Pace? And John Schneider sit down and have a conversation about Russell Wilson. That's what Ian Rappaport said. And they tried as hard as they might. And as we surmised, Pete Carroll pushing 70. Am I going with Geno Smith this year? Is that what I'm going to do at age 70? I'm going to hit the reset button so we could set this thing up for the future because Russ doesn't want to be here anymore. And I know I can actually fix this with Russ. I'm pushing 70. Am I really doing that? Are we taking Nick Foles back in a trade? Is that what we're doing? Are we going to wait till the Jets maybe cough up Sam Darnold? Is that what we're going to do here? Are we really going to take three first-rounders or whatever you're hearing about and plus a couple of players from the Bears, even if it is Khalil Mack? Are we really taking three first-rounders that if Russell does what we expect him to do in Chicago, we'll be in the 20s, three straight years? Is that what we're going to do where we have no shot at a prospect? At the quarterback position of note over the next few years? Is that what we're thinking of? Oh, pound sand. <laughs> the sand shall be pounded. And that's, again, another reason why Bears fans are like, why are we going for this pie in the sky for Russ? What are we doing this for? They're not coughing him up. But you're hearing, Bears, we tried. And you got to give it up for them. Question is, is how's this the plan B? Andy Dalton, that's the plan B. And that's the second thing I want to say on this. <sighs> Foles is a perfect example, okay, of good guy, veteran good guy, veteran good human being on the planet. Yes. Who got the football gods taking their fairy football godmother wand and placing it on him and saying, we shall give you the opportunity that you will make the most of, and you shall forever be known as a magic carpet ride rider and a Super Bowl MVP. Nick Foles, you have been bestowed that opportunity, and you have made the most of that opportunity. That's the way you will be known forevermore. So many other quarterbacks who are good guys, good humans, good people deserve that. We can name some of them right now. Alex Smith, boy, would he deserve that. An opportunity that Washington decides we're not going to give you. Ryan Fitzpatrick could get that this year instead with the Washington football team. Just to name a couple, right? You could say the leader of this pack in terms of good guy, in terms of guy who's put all the work in not only to make himself a quarterback in this league who's won division titles who's won a lot of football games who's won the respect of his locker room and his teammates 
who's won a lot collegiately and professionally and has won over also the hearts and minds of fans, not only in his town, but other towns who he put into the playoffs because he does win football games when you least expect him to. And a good guy with his wife putting money in the pockets of charitable ventures everywhere he goes. If there's anybody who deserves that to happen to him, it is Andy Dalton. Fact. 100%. And instead, welcome to Chicago, Andy. We, you know, you know what I mean? Boo. Welcome Thanks. to Chicago. Like, we're, we have no faith in you as a fan base with Khalil Max window and Roquan Smith is here and that defense can do this. And, you know, this would be one hell of a story in a football life and also in America's game and also a 30 for 30. This would be one hell of a story that Andy Dalton comes to Chicago and delivers them the championship that they haven't seen since the mid-80s. But this is a town, as our final two guests of the show will attest, in Ashton Kutcher here on the 18th anniversary of the first episode of Punked airing on MTV. And Michael Wilbon of Pardon the Interruption, who went on what we say in the business, an epic rant on this subject yesterday. (laughs) This is a town that is waiting for their Russell Wilson, their Aaron Rodgers, their Tom Brady, their Patrick Mahomes, their Deshaun Watsons, and so on and so forth. Their Drew Brees, who's having a press conference with our colleagues in NBC Sports today to announce his new partnership there. They're waiting for that guy, and Andy Dalton is not that guy. And the Bears organization knows it, and Ryan Pace knows it, and Matt Nagy knows it, and that's why they try to get Russell Wilson. And the question is, is if you are not equipped, and you know deep down, you're not equipped in terms of the the, the first-round picks that you're offering, and you're not equipped even with these Pro Bowl players to offer up to go get a quarterback who's already synonymous with his town in a way that Bears fans are dying to have a quarterback synonymous with that town where a coach is pushing 70 years of age and Geno Smith's the backup and they're already out of first round pick because they coughed it up for Jamal Adams and they can't and you don't have the young quarterback to flip back to him. The pieces aren't really there. You are YOLOing like you are YOLOing with there's no YOLO tomorrow. <laughs> so you need to have something in the top, a right or left-hand drawer to pull out that doesn't have the name Andy Dalton on it. With all due respect. I guess that's the words I should have started with. But I'm also paying respect to Dalton by saying he deserves so much better. And he's got a defense. And, he, you know, it is set up. Totally set up for him. It is set up like a Marvin Lewis Cincinnati Bengals team. Like in the role of A.J. Green is Allen Robinson. In the role of name it, Jeremy Hill or whomever, right? You've got Gio Bernard. You you got David Montgomery behind him. And you got a defense. It's set up similarly to what happened in Cincinnati. Can Nagy be... The guy that Marvin Lewis wasn't in January, I would proffer to say that all Bears fans 
have just stamped no confidence right on top of this thing right now. Oh, what a show we've got. It literally is three hours of therapy for you Chicago Bears fans. (laughs) 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Frank Vogel for a little bit of ball. As well, he's the head coach of your Los Angeles Lakers. I'm wondering if he's literally if he's calling from down the street. You just say, "Come on over, come on by." Walk over. Peter Schrager from Good Morning Football on this and everything else on the. Oh, by the way, Happy New League Year, everybody in the NFL. That's coming up. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Once again, here on the Rich Eisen Show, the number to dial to have a chat is 844-204-RICH. The phone lines are already lit. I feel again like I'm going to be Dr. Melfi for Chicago Bears fans all day. They tried for Russell Wilson. They tried for Russell Wilson. But once again, if you are going to say to a team that has its defensive player, Bobby Wagner, on the backside, right, maybe the back nine on his way to Canton, Ohio, right, you don't have a first-round pick this year or next because you flipped it for Jamal Adams, right? Your coach is pushing 70, and Geno Smith's your backup. You better, you better come with at least five first-rounders, and you better see if you can get a third team in to give one of those first-rounders to me that you know, as I, I, if I'm the general manager of the team, coughing up Russell Wilson with all of that. Uh, I, I know it's got to be, if this is the NBA, like lottery protected, right? Yeah, right. I got to have a top ten at least. Uh, so I'll flip my guy to you with everybody on the back nine. I got no first-rounders in the next two years to go get me a quarterback. You're only going to give me back Nick Foles. And uh, and then you'll take Russell and turn those draft choices I get into 25 or higher, right? <laughs> Pound sand. Peter Schrager here on the Rich Eisen Show from Good Morning Football and Fox Sports. How are you, Peter? Did I nail that? Did I did I kind of stick the the landing on John Schneider's 
two cents on the subject, or am I off? Kind of. You did a good job, and Dr. Melfi's a great reference to the greatest television show to ever hit the airwaves. Yes. Um, I, I'll tell you, you know, I spoke with sources in Chicago, and the feeling I get is almost like, we didn't ask for this. Their agent named us, and that's when we got involved. Like, the Bears have this have this thing where Mark Rogers, the agent, tells Adam Schefter that Chicago's one of the teams, and the Bears pounced immediately. And left us think that the Bears didn't go for this. You're right, Rich. There's nothing they can do. They didn't have a quarterback they could offer, but they offered just about everything else. I'll tell you that. I don't have all the details, but I've spoken with folks in Chicago, and let's just say they came to the table with what they could offer. And at the end of the day, you know, they were all in Fargo together. John Schneider, Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy, there were conversations being had. They were there for Trey Lance's uh, pro day last week. And unfortunately for Bears fans, Russell Wilson wasn't being traded. And so to to the fans who are like, ah, we got it. We should never have dropped the phone. Well, you know, it'd be nice to have Josh Allen, too. You can't just trade for Josh Allen. It'd be nice for Mahomes, too. You can't just trade for him. So they went down the list, and Winston was a conversation. Look, he's already got Sean Payton's eye, and he's a year into Sean Payton's system. That made sense for both of them. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, they looked at, hey, 38 years old, never been to a playoff game. I don't know, is that an upgrade from Dalton? And then they went through it with Alex Smith and the rest, and it was like, here's Andy Dalton, 33 years old, can still throw the football, he's not going to hurt you, he might not win you many games with his arm, but he's certainly not going to lose you many games with his arm. Let's roll the dice for a one-year deal. But, gosh, you know, I wanted the Russell Wilson thing to happen, too, if I'm a Bears fan. It just wasn't. And unfortunately, this really was all started by Russell Wilson's camp, even putting Chicago out there. So I guess you're, you know, because that was my next question, uh, and you, you, you kind of answered it with the plan B, because, you know, when you said Fargo, it did jump out at me, like, you know, that the Bears fans are kind of viewing them like Jerry Lundegaard trying to scratch out the VIN numbers to to throw off the scent on exactly how this all started. You know what I mean? And so um, the the plan B is now, I guess, to go run off to the hotel to try and escape the the NFL Bears fans police by saying Andy Dalton's our, our best option. Is that truly their only best option? I mean, like, what was their plan going into the offseason fully know I mean like you could see the writing on the Trubisky wall way back even to last year's training camp where they were hoping Foles was going to push him so what was the plan before Mark Rogers did open his mouth to Schefter to say well we'll we'll, we'll go to Chicago I mean what, what about that one yeah I think that's fair and I think Andy Dalton might have been on the top of the list even then look sure they decided last year that Trubisky was going to have a one-year opportunity to prove himself. They didn't pick up the option. They could have done what the Eagles did and signed Wentz to a $100 million deal and then be kicking themselves and having to trade him $0.60 cents on the dollar two years later. They could have done what the Rams did and kind of put lipstick on a pig here and said, look, we got Stafford, but you also did sign Goff two years ago to that $100 million deal. The Bears went against the grain didn't sign Trubisky to that big deal. They're probably happy they didn't sign Trubisky to that deal. And the way the cards fell, the the Darnold trade wasn't happening. I don't even know if they explored Sam. Cam Newton wasn't happening. I'm not even sure that was an option. But they looked at this offseason and said, okay, there's going to be some quarterback options. Let's see what we can do. Unfortunately for them, 
They went to the playoffs, and they have the 20th overall pick. So they can't just say it's going to be Trey Lance. It's going to be Justin Fields. So the best option that they believe that was still currently on the table is Andy Dalton. Look, they're not doing flips right now. They're excited to have a new quarterback, and they think they can win with Andy Dalton because of how good their defense is and because of what they're building, and that Dalton is a formidable NFL quarterback. But sure, they understand this isn't one that the fan base mm. necessarily going to be doing parades over. And, uh, you know, the Fargo reference and the sh- the Shemi and Francis McDormand, all that, yes. you know, I'm picturing them in the snow, kind of like with the footprints in the snow and just kind of getting through this. But who knows? A year from now, we could be looking at this and saying either, A, Dalton went 10-6 and six and the defense is really good, and look, they're back to what they were a couple of years ago. Or we could be looking at, hey, they're 5-11 and 11 and Matt Nagy maybe isn't the quarterback whisperer we thought because here's another quarterback that couldn't get it done. I, I think they know the time is up and they know what time it is. And for them, Andy Dalton is who they're putting their eggs in the basket with. What do you, Peter Schrager here on the Rich Eisen show. What, what do you, what do you think? Um, and again, I, 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 I hesitate to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. And my hesitation is from Andy Dalton deserves better. Uh, I said, and uh, uh, to lead the show, one of the things I said was that Dalton deserves the the Foles sort of uh, a baptism by the football gods to just go on a run for his career and just be able to say, yeah, I got it done um, because he deserves all the hard work that he's made himself into and what he and his wife have done charitably, uh, charitable works-wise. I mean, he, he totally deserves anything uh, but kind of the treatment I'm about to give him. What do you think the Packers are thinking today, Peter? Yeah, look, here's the thing with Andy Dalton, to your point on, on Andy. Great pro. You've probably interviewed him more than a dozen times. And, you know, it must mean he's a pretty good player when he's interviewing with Rich Eisen on the Thursday night set. Probably a handful of times. It means he's won a lot of games in his career. And, you know, I spoke to someone who's coached Andy Dalton. I said, okay, he's getting lambasted right now. He's getting made fun of. And, you know, last yesterday I'm watching NFL Network that we both work on, and Steve Smith's on there saying that the Bears are the big winners of free agency because it means it guarantees them – you know, a top five pick next year, and they're going to finally get another chance at a quarterback because that's how bad they're going to be. And it's a line, and it's funny, and we smirk, but it's like, Dalton's a proud man. Remember, this is a guy who was a second-round pick, won a Rose Bowl at TCU over Wisconsin, went on and won the job in Cincinnati, went to the playoffs, and has been overlooked his entire career. This is what I, I got from a person who's coached him, and I thought it was something that I wouldn't be able to say unless, uh, you know, someone with knowledge of it goes, Andy Dalton's been a redhead guy his entire life, and he's been picked on since he was a kid. He's always been the redheaded quarterback. He's always been looked at as this, like, wow, here's this redheaded dude in the room of all these players. And he's always come out as being the alpha in the room, and he's always found a way to win, and he's been fighting haters his entire career. This is no different. He's going to thrive there. So I know we don't look at Andy Dalton as, like, the Tom Brady type where it's a sixth-round pick and I've been overlooked and I'm going to keep that on the chip on my shoulder and the whole thing. But there might be something to that. And if players all seem to like playing for him and the coaches all love coaching for him and he's now the joke of the NFL all of a sudden, Andy Dalton's the joke of the NFL with all his playoff appearances, maybe he internalizes that and maybe this ends up being Andy Dalton in the redemption season that we've been waiting for. That's why I'm saying he deserves it, Peter. But the fact is that he isn't Aaron Rodgers and he isn't Tom Brady. And those are the two teams that played in the NFC Championship game. And if the Bears want to get where they want to go with a coach and a general manager that's hanging on by a thread, then how does this move actually work? And Bears fans are absolutely 
right to go absolutely to to have a major problem with the direction of this team fully knowing that Brady's about to run it back and that's why I asked how the Packers are feeling because they sign Aaron Jones and at least uh, we we know we're thinking they're not going to draft a quarterback or running back with their first round pick they're going to get better they're actually going to start adding to this offense that has Tunyon, that has a defense that they are going to reconfigure with a new defensive coordinator. That's why I asked you what the Packers are thinking today. Yeah, the Packers are probably thinking we're in good shape because we've been 13-3 and three the past two years. We've got Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Right. But I'll tell you what, they weren't doing any, you know, Aaron Jones is a good deal. We'll see. Those numbers, by the way, still haven't been reported fully. We'll see what he ends up making there. But by choosing Aaron Jones, they had to let Corey Lindsley walk. And I know this isn't, uh, a fantasy football player, but he's an all-pro first-team center, right. and he just got paid the most money ever by a center by the Chargers. And if you're Aaron Rodgers, uh, you want all your guys back, and you want Aaron Jones, and you want Devontae Adams, well, getting your center back would have been great, too. So every team is dealing with this right now, and no bigger issue than the quarterback in Chicago. I understand that. But here's the Packers, and Aaron Rodgers just lost his all-pro center uh, a couple of years after losing Gulaga, and guess what? Shaq Barrett sacked him three times in the NFC Championship game. So I, everyone's got issues. If you're not in Tampa, I think you're feeling the, the, the heat right now, including Green Bay. Peter Schrager here on the Rich Eisen Show. So other than uh, Belichick creating Bitcoin as a cryptocurrency, this free agency, and also uh, this story in Chicago, what are the stories of free agency so far as we celebrate the new league year officially and everything that we've heard about over the last several weeks from Matthew Stafford to the Rams and Goff to the Lions uh, all the way to the present day becomes official. What's the story, do you think, Peter? Yeah, I think the wide receivers is an interesting deal right now, Rich, because here was a market that we knew was going down, and yet to not have any of the big-name wide receivers get any money yet, and I don't think they're going to get top dollar, tells me that there was a market um, that might have been expected by some of their agents that, that doesn't exist, because I know a lot of these guys, and I'll say Kenny Galladay to start, was offered a deal midway through the year that I think if he was to be presented with right now, would probably accept. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster says, I'm going to go hit free agency. Let's go break the bank. Um, the money's not there right now. And I, I'm trying to piece it together, talking to a lot of teams, saying is it because the wide receivers just aren't truly number one guys, Galladay and Schuster and Curtis Samuel, or is it something about the actual position yep. and the fact that there are receivers coming out in the draft every year who you can get in the first, second, or third round, and it could be Jordan Jefferson or Justin Jefferson, or it could be A.J. Brown, or it could be D.K. Metcalf. And the answer is it's both of those things, and it's a freaking pandemic. Our salary cap is way down, and no one expected it to be a year ago when they were saving up all their money to see how we look towards the future. So pass rushers, they're always going to get paid. Pass protectors are always going to get paid. Quarterbacks are always going to get paid. Unfortunately, wide receivers, which usually always get paid, are not getting paid. And I'm curious to see if all these guys end up signing one-year deals and are back on the market next year. So you're saying wide receivers are the new running back? Pretty much? Sort of. That's what it looks like. I mean, think about it. Think about it. You know, especially, it's interesting because Stephon Diggs delivered, right? And DeAndre Hopkins delivered, but... You look at a Juju, or you look at a Kenny Galladay, or a Curtis Samuel, or even a T.Y. Hilton, Will Fuller. They're not. They're not Stephon Diggs. They're not. Ken, they're not going to be DeAndre Hopkins. So then, what is that next class, and what by worth? And in the past, salary cap is going up, 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 up. Someone will pay for them, and they'll figure it out. They'll be a Jaguar, and they'll you know whatever, and we'll figure it out. 
this year teams were just like, no, I'm not spending money on wide receiver. So we always said uh, mamas teach, teach your children to be quarterbacks and not to be running backs, maybe not wide receivers either. Peter Schrager here on the Rich Eisen Show. I know you're tight with uh, Robert Sala, and the Jets hold all the cards right now because um, it's uh, Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville Jaguar, Urban Meyer marriage, and then so now we're looking at two, and the decision that the Jets make there um, is crucial because if they take the rookie, then who gets Darnold? If they stick with Darnold, who gets the rookie? And then, of course, whatever the heck is going on in Houston with Deshaun Watson and the Texans and the city of Houston um, – makes that a completely potentially turbulent situation. So what are what, now that we're beginning to get through the first rush of free agency, what is that crucial decision that the Jets are going to make uh, look like right now? Newly yeah, here. no, Rich, it's fascinating because, you know, Ian Rapport's on our network, on NFL Network, and Shepard's on ESPN, and the report is that, you know, they haven't made their decision yet. i got to be honest with you. They haven't. I've spoken to them. They're like, we're still doing the work on the quarterbacks. And Joe Douglas went out to North Dakota to see Trey Lance in person. He'll be out at BYU's Pro Day to see Zach Wilson in person. They have the number two pick. You hope to never have the number two pick in the next 20 years, or at least in your GM tenure. You think that if there's a quarterback that blows you away, and it's like, this guy's going to be an all-pro, this guy's got Joe Burrow, or... Or, or, or Herbert quality, all right, let's take him with the number two overall pick because the thing with Darnold is he's going to hit free agency next year or you got to pick up his option. And the situation there is, okay, say he goes 8-8, eight, eight, are we any more certain on Darnold than we were this offseason? Or if he goes 9-7, and seven, does that mean we're giving him $100 million to be our quarterback? So they've got a lot of decisions to make. I think the big X factor is how much they love this Zach Wilson. And if they love him at all, I know that Salah likes Sam Darnold. Uh, that was what he said on the initial outset when he first came on. I know that organization loves Sam Darnold. He's done nothing but represent them to the best of his ability, despite, despite some real negative things. And the Adam Gase factor mm. is real, that Ryan Tannehill went on to be a really good Pro Bowl-level quarterback once he left Adam Gase and ended up in Tennessee with a new system. So the question is, once you leave Adam Gase and Darnold now joins the Michael LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan system, is he suddenly going to be a Pro Bowl-style quarterback? These are decisions they have to make. The Zach Wilson buzz is real. Teams like him. There's a lot to like. But he didn't play against any competition either this past season. And about uh, 18 months ago, he was in a three-person race to be the quarterback at BYU. So he's no sure thing. Very interested. Don't know. But I say they won't have their answer until they at least see Doc Wilson on, I believe, March 31st. So uh, if Joe Douglas was at Trey Lance's Pro Day in North Dakota, does he go up to Ryan Pace and John Schneider when they're talking, hey, what are you guys talking about? You know, uh, what are you, you know, it, uh, John, I mean, uh, if you're talking to Ryan, um, you want your uh, your first-round pick back with just Sam Darnold, uh, you know, and just throw that out there. Do you, any word if he did anything like that? Peter? Not a bad idea, and and I'll tell you that that Fargo thing was interesting. It was the first time that all these GMs were actually together. Thirty different teams were represented at Trey Lance's pro day, and it was right before free agency. And I can tell you, they had unfettered access to each other. So, you know, it's a tampering window. You got to be careful with free agents. But if I want to talk about making a possible trade, I haven't seen you in person in over sixteen months or whatever it is. There's no combine. I can finally get a chance to pull you aside. From what I know, there were no conversations, and Darnold wasn't shopped exclusively or at all at that pro day. But 
like I always say, the phone lines are open <laughs> until uh, until they're not. So operators we'll standing see. by, operators Absolutely. standing by. And so, what is the deal with Deshaun Watson right now, Peter? Uh, we had Mike Lombardi on yesterday. He said he's here and he wants no part of the AFC East teams. He wants Denver. He wants San Francisco. And then San Francisco is just fascinating with Jimmy Garoppolo and what may happen. And here's the new league year starting, and we haven't heard a thing about Garoppolo. What do you got for me on that right now? Yeah, well, I don't know if this has been reported yet. I didn't say it on our show, but I've heard from secondary sources that the Niners were actually looking at Andy Dalton also. And the question is, were they looking at Andy Dalton to be a backup or were they looking at Andy Dalton to be a starter? And if that's even on their radar when they have Josh Rosen and Jimmy Garoppolo, what does that tell you about Jimmy? So if they were interested at all in Andy Dalton, Maybe it is just to be a backup to Jimmy because he gets injured so often. Right. I think that leaves a door open. But, gosh, can you imagine Deshaun Watson and Kyle Shanahan's no. offense? It would no. be amazing. Well, so yeah. they add Trent Williams. It, it all makes sense. But remember, they were sniffing around on Brady last year, and they essentially were like, yeah, we're going to sit with Jimmy Garoppolo and go to war with the guy who got us the Super Bowl. They're going big splash for Brady. So, I, you know, Jimmy is always fascinating there because, yet again, he missed 10 games last season. We really have only one year, a 16-game season, where he took him to the Super Bowl that we're basing it on. But this is really the final year of his whole contract deal. So if they roll with him, this is probably a major break for me in San Francisco. And if they don't, I would not be surprised at all if they made some big move. Peter, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Let's do this a lot more often over the next few weeks as we get closer to that draft in Ohio where so much – could happen on that first night of the draft. Oh, my goodness. It's really shaping up to be big. Appreciate the time, as always. Cannot wait. And, Rich, for your honor and because of our friendship, yes. I have taken Jawan Howard and the Michigan Wolverines to win it all in my bracket. How, there how, we go. how good are you normally picking your back bracket, Peter? Terrible. I always go with Gonzaga <laughs> and they lose in the second round. Ah, Peter, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. And the confidence. Thank you so much. Right back at you. That's Peter Schrager at P Schrags on uh, on Twitter. I follow him. You should as well at GMFB as well. Hmm. Interesting, <sighs> isn't it though? Interesting. Jimmy G. It, it, it's just like er, the smoke is just you, you. You know, you need you need to get a you know a, a mask because the smoke coming out of San Francisco for that it just seems to be nonstop. But he's still there. Not a Laramie Tunsil mask, just so. We'll take a break. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Your phone calls. Phones are lit. We'll take them. 844-204-RICH. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the -the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number two dial. Uh, Let's go to the phone lines here, as promised. Uh, First in, first up, uh, from the city of Chicago, Charles from Chicago. I feel like I should be like Fraser Crane. Charles, I'm listening. (laughs) What's up, Charles? Are you sure, Rich? (laughs) I'm listening. How can I just Let's say I feel a lot worse than you did with Pizzagate. Well, again, we need to make sure that everyone understands Pizzagate is in reference to me saying anybody who eats pizza with a yeah, knife sorry. and fork is an absolute uh, abomination on the world. So, But you're, you're, you're a deep dish guy, though. You're a deep dish, so, right? In oh, Chicago? of course. Okay. Yeah, of course. Okay. I mean, I mean, in terms of, like, which one, I'm more of a Giordano's guy. I know some people in Chicago will be upset. But All right. Okay. That's good. I mean, at the end of the day, you know what? As a guy who studied sports broadcasting, and I have to thank you as being inspiration for that area, the bottom line is, the Seahawks said no, but I think where people are mad about the Bears is the fact of how much money they gave Andy Dalton when you have guys like Allen Robinson literally begging to stay in Chicago, but we just refuse to give him a contract. So um, I know you have multiple other Bear fans like Ashton Kutcher, Michael Wilbon coming in the air, so um, to take how you are with your beloved Knicks, um, it's time, McCaskey, you got to sell the Bears. And I think Ashton Kutcher should put his head in that arena. Don't ask him that. He should be put in a position, but... I think Will Bob would agree with me on that front. So, Well, look, I mean, the reason why Andy Dalton's paid that much, I don't know if you, while you were on hold, you heard Peter Schrager say there were other teams in on him. And, and, and when, when uh, you know, I guess they found out last Friday at, at the uh, pro day at Trey Lance's that, that it wasn't going to happen, they probably had to hop on Andy Dalton pretty darn quick. And if there are other teams in on him, you got to pay, you got to pay. I mean, like, well, I, you know, to take the Bears side of things, it's like, what, what, what if – would you want to run it back with Foles and then you get um, Alex Smith, who I think, by the way, would have been a, a, a fine choice as well. I mean, again, I think the, they should have gone with Alex Smith preferably in the end. I don't I know. Mean, Dalton, just, Dalton's younger, and I know he's got the stink of the Bengals on him, with all due respect to the Bengals fans, but I'm just only uh, saying it the way that I think fans are are viewing it. I know that that whole, you know, I mean, what if he did make it, you know, to uh, an AFC championship game one year with Marvin Lewis? I mean, it might be different. I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's just, again, it, it, it it's unfortunate. They tried for, for Russell, and there was never yeah. any shot. It was just never going to happen. Never going to happen. We're certainly not no. with the Bears. They don't have a match. There's no match. No, you're right. No, and it, it's hard because, like I said, at the end of the day, the Seahawks said no, and that's just a fact. I just think it's like when you have – there's so many issues, and it's just – Again, I think you've said this many times on your show. When the Cubs won the World Series years ago, we maybe celebrated for two days, and then that weekend, okay, who are the Bears on to next? And I think we actually lost that weekend. It's just, it's time. I think, and I know there's other people in the line, so my respectful, so every Bear fan can get, you know, your healing touch, if you will. <laughs> um, nice. I think the late, great Doug Buffone said it best, and he's a former Bear for anyone who's looking in their history books. The Bear organization is a loser. They hire losers, and they try to put gravy on bad meat to make it taste better charles uh i guess that's what's called a mic drop and a phone hang up thank you for the you're call. listening to the rich eisen thank show. you very much there is in fact uh the great kelsey Grammer when he was on this program <laughs> gravy on bad meat oh never heard that look one. again the bears have a major public relations fan problem major major 
and it was born out of Ryan Payson's, you know, trading up for Trubisky and Trubisky just not working out. You know what I mean? It's a major, major problem. They tried for Russell Wilson. They tried. It's just not a match. They don't have a quarterback to flip back. Their draft choices because it, you know, uh, if, if you bring on Russell Wilson with the defense as good as it is, they're not attractive to Seattle. They're not attractive to, to Seattle at all. They're only going to go start at 20 and then go higher from there if it all works out with Russell, which you assume it would. It just doesn't work. And, and, and then on top of it, the fact that they have this meeting in Fargo, for anybody who actually knows the movie and television show, I think just adds to the whole sense of Ryan Pace sitting there like he's Jerry Lundegaard saying, you know, but, but my quarterback's got true coat. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, said, you said we would have a deal, and you said if we sat here, we would have a deal. I, this is my deal. Here's my deal. I got a quarterback with true coat, and I got a whole bunch of – I got some great – I got Mac. I got Khalil Mack. And uh, you want Roquan? I can give you a Ro- I mean, jeez, uh, I mean, <laughs> you want so much, but I guess I'm getting something. My, did I tell you my quarterback's got true coat? <laughs> what is that again? True coat. Go watch the movie if you haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> right. I mean, that's what it sounds like. I haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> it doesn't add to the sense of that they've got something going. It's, it's Fargo. And uh, unfortunately, their relationship, the Bears – current front office and coach and fan base is now going through the wood chipper. Spoiler alert. No, you know, no, I mean, so, I'm, 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 spoiler alert. you know, I mean, it's just, it, it's just adds to the unfortunate aspect that it was never a match. Never. It was a match from Russell's point of view. And that's why you, you know that you're already hearing, you're hearing from NFL media folks who I love and adore and other members of the media you're hearing from people about how good their offer was. You're hearing Peter Schrager even just say moments ago that he's hearing from Barry. Hey, like, we didn't ask for this. Russell's guy put it out there. And we sprung into action. What do you want from us? We can't, if we don't have the young quarterback to flip back and we don't have the draft choices that are top 10 or going to be top 10 for years to come, how do you expect us to get a deal? I mean, it was our deal. I mean, how do you expect us to get a deal? I told him that my quarterback has true coat. <laughs> I feel for the Bears. I feel for Andy Dalton. The whole thing is not what anybody wants, except I think Andy Dalton. Andy's going to a spot with a, a wide receiver of Allen Robinson. He's, he's That'll be his A.J. Green. He's got a running game behind him like he had in, in Cincinnati, and he's got a defense like he had in Cincinnati. He won two he went to playoffs five years in a row in Cincinnati. He won two AFC North championships in, in Cincinnati. He can, you can run it back. The problem is, is there's Aaron Rodgers sitting up there closer to Fargo. You know? That's the problem for the Bears, and there's no fixing that. There's no fixing it. The only way you can fix it is go, go hit somebody at a quarterback spot, 20th overall, and that guy hits it like he's Brady. That guy hits it 20th overall like he's Russ, like he's Pat. Sorry, Patrick, like he's Deshaun. That's their hope. But right now, all they got is a bunch of VIN numbers getting scratched off and the true coat. Did I tell you this is my deal? You told me it was my deal. John, I'm here in Fargo with a great deal, and you're telling me now there's no deal. What's the deal? (laughs) 
I mean, the Fargo thing really adds a whole different twist, at least for me, with my own twisted pop culture brain. Hey, Frank Vogel's going to join us, everybody. Hey, So, ask Frank Vogel. He's top of the next hour. How, how, how injured is Anthony Davis, right? Uh, also, um, uh, he's the first NBA coach we've had on since the famed, if you will, if you don't mind me saying famed, something I noticed. Segment where I, I noticed NBA head coaches don't wear suits anymore. They do not. And I'm wondering uh, what gives with that. I will use actual real estate with a defending NBA champion head coach. Look at Frank. Why wouldn't you? On the yeah, left. I mean, Look how sharp he is on the right. It's like a burlap sack. What's going on? He looks so much more comfortable in the ring. He does, though. Yeah, I mean, come on. Well, he's got a ring. Makes you comfortable. And LeBron. (laughs) And LeBron. LeBron James. I'll make you you comfortable. (laughs) Hour two with Frank Vogel. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Show.